It's time to watch The Muppets, The Muppets Mayhem. Doug, it's kind of a weird day, isn't it? I know. We've set the lights are different. You have incense burning, which I feel like this is super fitting. Yeah. We're not in the 70s anymore, but yet we are in the 70s. Mm-hmm. In our mind's eye? In our minds. We're taking a break. We're slowing down. We're taking a break from watching The Muppet Show to watch The Muppets Mayhem. Yeah. Why not? It just came out. Yeah. We should take some time to watch the new Muppet stuff while it's like fresh. hot and fresh. Fresh. Yeah, and I have to say, just right off the bat, I thought I was going to have a much harder time with the new voices. And by new, I mean the they're not 70s no, voices. No, yeah, the old new. They're great. Yeah, no, they are great. They're great. So we watched the first episode of The Muppets Mayhem. You ready? I guess we'll... <laughs> Muppets if I cover Mayhem. This, if I cover this the same way that we do every week, I'm going to have to say, uh, we watched episode one of The Muppets Mayhem, track one, Can You Picture That?, airing... Everywhere on May 10th, 2023. And in the UK. <laughs> on May 10th, 2023. <laughs> uh, the first episode is credited as being written by Bill Beretta, uh, Adam Goldberg, and Jeff Yorks. Directed by Matt Sean. So, okay. When this show was first announced. Still a sausage party at the I, Muppets. I, know. I was a little hesitant because it was created by Adam Goldberg. Goldberg. Not related to the WCW Goldberg. No, certainly not. Or the other Adam Goldberg from um, um, the Hebrew Hammer. Oh, yes, of course. Chandler's roommate from those couple episodes of Friends when Joey starts to work on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. No, this Adam Goldberg I is the creator the, of the Goldbergs. I, wait, you mean the real movie, The Hebrew Hammer, right? Yes. Okay, good. The Hebrew Hammer starring Adam Goldberg. Okay, I haven't seen The Hebrew Hammer and I have to say 15 years. I don't know that I've ever seen it. I'm glad that I pulled it as a reference because I feel like I figured you would know of it. Yeah, because... A weird Comedy Central movie our, from 15 years ago, yeah, 20 years ago. But I can't credit myself as, like, discovering that. Uh-huh. Our, our mutual friend Lauren showed me that movie. Really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never seen it. I think I bought it from a blockbuster when they were going out of business. At, so I may have it somewhere. Ask me about The Chosen, though. I've seen that movie. Chosen. What's that one? Oh my god, it's so good. So it's an old it's an old school movie and it's about um it's about a Jewish community in Brooklyn uh-huh. during the time of World War II so in the 40s, right? So you just went Judaism to Judaism on me. Yeah. Right? This isn't okay. Yeah, but it's like but the Hebrew Hammer is like kind of like a it's like a comedy. Uh-huh. The Chosen is more like a unlikely friends drama. Uh-huh. Story. Yeah. That has, like, a happy ending. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so we watched episode one of Muppets Mayhem. Megan, when you first started watching this, what were your, like, feelings, like, right out the gate? Right out the gate, I'm just going to be um, fully honest. I started a new job a month ago, mm-hmm. and I work with a lot of women. Yeah. A lot of very, like, 
womeny women? How do you feminine women? Okay. Feminine straight women? Yeah. How would I describe this? I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I think you're doing okay. Picture it. Yeah. Um, and I was recommended to try this wine called Whispering Angel Rose. Oh, I mean, these oh girls goodness. Were, I, I don't mean to call them girls. These women uh-huh. were talking about it in the office for way too long. And uh-huh. I was I was like, all right, I'm gonna try this this wine, right? I don't really mm-hmm. drink rose. I got this Whispering Angel wine. I spent way too much money on it. Luckily, I found the Costco dupe. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I had a glass and a half, and I was wasted. Uh-huh. It, it's like, it's not a whispering, whispering angel of drunk. I don't even know what to say. I don't even have the joke worked out. Uh-huh. So I had that, and I put on the Muppets Mayhem, and I was like, all into it at first. And then mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, I'm way too drunk <laughs> to watch this right now and i had to turn it off you're like you're like i'm too drunk to watch this without just like loving it is that what you were thinking or that you were just like not paying attention because you were just drunk i couldn't i was like this is nothing like the muppet show oh okay okay so you weren't giving it a fair shot because you were it drunk a fair tra- shot so i turned it off and you then were I- statler and waldorf yeah, but after I, some of this rosé, but I wasn't even at, that engaged. No. I was like, yeah, I think I'll go play my video game. Um, but when I watched it again, when I did take two sober take, mm-hmm. I was like, I was into it. It's funky. Um, it, it has good music. I like the. I like that it stars uh, some women. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like yeah. um, the new record producer is a female Muppet named Penny. That's like absolutely crazy. The second that I started this episode, I texted you immediately and I was like, Megan, Gladys has a sister and you need to meet her as soon as possible. I swear to God, it is Gladys's sister and yeah. Penny. I hope they named her after Penny Marshall uh-huh. because she is very Penny Marshall. She's kind of got a Penny Marshall She's to her, like huh? Gladys meets Penny Marshall meets, uh, what's her name? Um, Mitzi. Polly Shore's mom. Mitzi Shore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like the Mitzi, the Mitzi uh, uh, comparison in that, like, she was making tastes back in the day. Yeah. You could tell, but now maybe she's, you know. Yeah, she's tired. Yeah. Mitzi never got tired until she got Parkinson's, but yeah. that's okay. So, um, right out the gate, Penny reminded me of the boss from Dinosaurs. I thought she was going to remain stationary at that desk oh. the whole time. Oh my god! You he know, remained stationary at the desk the entire The boss, time. from what I remember, and he's like a he's like a Stegosaurus. I'm, Not sure, steg- I'm uh, sure we're gonna watch that show. Triceratops, and he like he's like I feel like he just exists at a desk, and he's huge, and like the way he's shot is like he takes up the whole room, the whole frame of the room. And that's what I felt like with her. I felt like she was sort of similar. She has the shoulders. I love... Okay, so I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, uh-huh. like, I love a Muppet leg, and there's tons of legs. In there's this. a lot of legs. Yeah, right from out the gate when they start showing, like, performances. And feet later, but... Yes, you see, like, full body shots of the mayhem all performing on the stage. All right, let me jump into the plot. This is the mucky... Mucky. This is the Muppet Wikia... Entry for the plot for the episode. A driven music executive convinces the iconic rockers of the Electric Mayhem to make their first album. So, I guess that's kind of a bare bones, you know, plot for this episode. What I really loved was that, um, the way they show, 
I'm trying to remember what Lily Singh's character's name is. What is her character's name? It's not even listed on here. All that's listed on here is Muppet Performers and guest stars. Oh, the internet is so great right now. Oh, guess what? Her name is Nora Singh. Nora. <laughs> you, Same you last think name. You could have remembered Nora also. You think <laughs> and my, just my niece's name. <laughs> so when they fir- when we first meet Nora, Nora is helping Penny to try to uh, she wants to break the next big band, whatever. And Penny's like, no, we're like shuddering as a business. This record label is done. We're done. We're batting so down the hatch. She's going through like all of their paperwork and she finds out that like not only did the Electric Mayhem sign to this label back in the 70s, but they owe her an album. She was they were given an advance of there is so much like weed humor. They were given an advance of four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So they either need to pay the money or cut the album. And they keep, I guess, saying that they're going to record their album once they're off tour. But they've just been perpetually touring for the last 50 years. Yeah, it's very funny. I really liked, um, I don't know, I thought it was really good. I, 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 I like the plot. Yeah. I, I bought it. I get it. This plot seems familiar to me, though. Where have I heard this plot before? <sighs> I wish I knew. Maybe I'll know next time. So when they said the plot of the show was that the Electric Mayhem records their first album... That was made so much funnier and better by the fact that not only are they recording their first album, but, like, they literally owe this label an album. Like, they're in deep shit, kind of, otherwise. Never actually gotten around to recording one. Until they do, all us Mayheads will be waiting. Seacrest, out. No way. They owe us an album. I totally am like, okay, Penny is the boss. Nora is her assistant. She doesn't she doesn't want to lose her gig here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in her life. She we find out she lost her dad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like and of course like I feel like both of us are gonna be like, Oh, you lost your dad, me us too. Like I mean, it's a soft spot. I don't mean to make fun of us. No, but no, it's like I think it you're is. Right. It's like any parent, a dad, a mom, a yeah, whoever, it sucks. right? Yeah, it's it's totally fucking sucks. Yeah. And then, like, the sibling relationship that was built out of that is really interesting, too, with the two of them. It's kind of beautiful. With Nora's sister, who's, like, kind of an influencer, who has sort of maybe been pseudo-raised by Nora for a few years, too. But she's, like, apparently, like, a big deal influencer. And she's much more put together than Nora is, and more grown, it seems, too. More put together, more grown, but there's, we learn by the second episode, and I won't jump too much ahead, Mm -hmm. that, like... Not with a lot of leg to stand on. No. Like, Nora might not be so put together, but she's grounded. Yeah. One, or she is almost grounded. And once she is able to accept something about herself, she becomes the grounded character. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, it's kind of an arc from first episode to second episode. Yeah. And that's as far as I've gotten. I know you've watched the season. I loved all of the characterizations of this also. Like, so this whole show from the, from the jump is like, Okay, these characters mostly exist more in the background. They're fan favorites, whatever. But, like, we don't know a lot about Dr. Teeth, Janice, Zoot, Animal. We don't know anything about Lips, as far as I know. Even though he answered the phone at Menomina. And I'm like, that's not you, though. (laughs) It isn't Lips who does Menomina. No, he's not. That guy is just called Menomina. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and he looks similar-ish to him, but he's not the same guy. Maybe they're related. They're related, I would say that, they, like, Lips and Floyd, Menomina is their cousin that they mutually have together. Menomina. Oh. 
Phenomena. But I really thought that that was so cool when they showed, um, basically anytime, so anytime that, like, in this first episode especially, anytime the Muppets kind of want something to to go their way, it just happens. Like, when they burst their way into Nora's The whimsy house, and the magic of the Muppets. And then all of a sudden there's, like, a full house party going on. And, like, Billy Corrigan is there. And, like, all of these other celebrities. Steve Aoki is, like, DJing in the corner. And Nora's like, I literally went to talk to my sister for two seconds. I turned around and you've thrown a huge house party. How is this possible? I wish we were friends with them. You know? Oh, my God, right? Not that I want to, like, go to a house party or whatever. But, but like, like, if they were throwing it, I would definitely go to the house party. Yeah, I could hang out with them for a weekend. I don't know that I could be. Yeah. You know. Or even like a night. They're like those like friends the best night where you're ever. like, yeah, we're going to hang out with... You ever seen that episode of Friends where, I don't remember what the guy is called, but Ross and Chandler went to college with this really cool guy. Yeah. And they're going to hang out with him again. And Joey can't because he's working. And then, like, the guy cancels. But they keep talking about how, like, oh, you got to make sure you have extra cash on you because last time we woke up, we were on a boat in... Guam or something like they keep talking about all the fun times that they've had with this person that we've all never heard of as the audience and Joey's like well this guy sounds really cool and like he feels like almost threatened that you know oh, they're yeah. gonna like leave him behind for this I'm rando I'm sure that French just blatantly ripped off UK television like hard oh yeah I mean that's like, all that was like an ab fab it's so funny that Friends did that so hard and then the UK in their want to make friends, then made the show Coupling. And then, like, America tried to remake Coupling, but it was already, like, a reflection of friends. Like, you guys just keep reinventing and reimagining the same shit over and over and over again. That's, like, the entertainment industry period. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have people on the fringes who, like, are rogue, and they create things, like, from nothing. Uh Uh-huh. Like, a traveling wrestling experience yeah. like Vince it's, McMahon. It's so gross because like we're watching the Muppets, which is an existing I'm gonna use the term IP that's been around since I don't know, forever that basically. For intellectual property. And like that's the new grab is like HBO doesn't wanna like make new sh- new stuff. And all of these other companies, nobody wants to make anything yeah, original. Total- they want IP. It's not just it's not just entertainment. It's, yeah. Think about every brand that you know that almost lost something and then what do they do? They collaborated with another brand. Yeah. And then they became big again. But it's like you don't It's all collaborations, it's all mixing and p- piecing things together, but nothing's new. How has that been existing like this for as long as it has? Because How has it been sustainable? And you know what? It's going to just become the cycle of it is going to become more rapid because people forget so much more easily Uh and then if you think about it now the nostalgia cycle is happening more rapidly too yeah it's like they're calling things from 10 years ago nostalgia i i we're all over the place but i listened to that um serious xm station indie 1.0 do you have serious again yeah you're so I'm, lucky. I'm addicted to serious. You're so, so lucky. So I'm listening to Indie 1.0 and they're like their rule is that it's classic indie rock, but their rule is that it's from 10 years ago. And they're like playing certain songs and I'm like this is not classic. Like it's not. You can't play something off of like Arcade Fire's Everything Now album and be like, "Oh, it's classic." No, it's not. That's from just a fucking few years ago. 
10 is not a wide could, enough frame. I don't know if it is. And I think even that album is not from 10 years ago. 15. It's from way shorter than that. Like, it should be like 15 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. The fashion cycle is really like... Uh-huh quick now everything is really rapid and quick when we did so i had free comic book day at the at my shop a couple weeks ago and my niece came to help and my niece is 16 going on 17 and she said offhand that she really wants one of those throwback phones from when basically we were in high school she wants a razor and she thinks that it would be so cool to have a razor simply, oh my God, how do you still have one? How do you still have one? She thinks it would be so cool to have a razor simply for taking photos. She wants to take pictures with it. Oh, if you open this up and you turn it on, guess what? There are photos on this of me and a toxic ex-girlfriend. and But I'm like... Probably our friends. And- do you know how bad those pictures look when you take them on that? Like, they're horrible. Actually, I should charge this. You I should. don't have a mic. What but that's a mini USB. Yeah, where do I right? get a mini USB? I have no idea. You oh, have to I go know back where I time. get it. For my PS3 controller downstairs. PS3 controllers still have them, yeah. But yeah, I have a razor right here. But yeah, she Hello. was like, oh, I really want a razor. I'm like, why? You should take a picture of this and send it to I her. should. <laughs> oh, I know someone who still has remember one. They, remember when they first came out? They came out on Valentine's Day and they, every all the girls had the pink ones. The, I remember the pink ones. Oh, yeah. the pink ones were like... My dad had a gold one. And I'll tell you, he had it for a week and a half and then he dropped it in some sort of chemicals at work. And it like, it eroded the phone like okay. instantly. You know what this is? It's reminding me of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's yes. What no, I he dropped it in the dip and then it screamed. <laughs> Anytime I wait with you to drive your dad to work, I always just thought about the dip and like who frame Roger oh, Rabbit. Just like, I'm like in general, or like what the Joker falls into in uh, 1990. Ace Chemicals. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was like. So this episode had a few songs. There's a cover of "Rock and Roll All Night" mm-hmm. by Kiss. They mm. mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, Rose all day. Um, when that song came on, I was like, Doug probably loves this show already. It was, it was, a, good, it was like <laughs> it a really was like solid for start. you. I gotta tell you, I even really liked their little theme song. To like, get you like a hurricane, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I loved that. Did they write that or is that an old school song that I they're redoing? I think it's new. I think it's new. Because some of them, can you picture that? That's old. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's an old song. Yeah, no, can you picture that is at least from the very first Muppet movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, I see them. Look it. It'll tell me. Paul Williams wrote it. Yeah. Nice. Good for Paul Williams getting a paycheck again. When I don't even know, he probably makes so much money. I don't even know if he's with us. Paul Williams probably has songs in everything, and yeah. I think he is still with us. And he has no lips though. Then Unless there was... he has a duck lip now, because Juvederm is very popular. <laughs> There's an instrument instrumental version <laughs> of Jungle worst. Boogie. And <laughs> then. <laughs> A cover of Have a Little Faith in Me as well. That was cute. That was cute. And like the presentation of it as being like a song that was very personal to Nora Mm -hmm. and then playing it at that party was really cool. But you know what the thing about Nora is that like it's she's just that like eternal optimist. She's like, I'm not going to let my world crumble around me. Uh I'm going to see the good and I'm going to try to spin this to my advantage. Yeah. I like that. I, it was very driven. Her yeah. like, I'm going to just fucking do this. I can get it out of them. Like, she yeah. had confidence that she could get I them to that. I love that. You know? I love that. Because it's so easy to give up. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And I think that 
if you really can convince yourself, which is not easy, that you can do something, you can at least get most, like, maybe you can't do it perfectly, Mm -hmm. but you can do it. Yeah. I don't know. I I just, I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I've done that in my life. Like I, I really am oh, like for sure. the stick-to-itiveness of it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do it though. Uh-huh. I'm gonna yeah. do it. I have no choice. I have no choice. <laughs> I better figure it out. What did you think? Okay, so I have two questions that I've locked and loaded for you. Can you picture that? What did you think of Taj Mowry? Taj Mowry played the super fan Moog. I know he's the super fan Moog, but can you remind me what I know him from? Sister, sister. He is Tia and Tamara Mowry's sister brother. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. But he, he on like Full House. Yeah. Okay. He had his own series. I called knew Smart Guy. I knew he looked familiar. Uh-huh. I'm like, I know this person. He's the guy in a chair in the chair from Kim Possible. I can tell you that. He was all right in the first episode, but I have a feeling that his arc is going to be really good, and I'm going to like him a lot, because by the second episode, he won me over. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to jump to the second episode, because we're on the first episode, but... I really liked him. I was surprised, and, like, I didn't know that he had been acting a lot recently, either, because I, when I saw him, like, announced for the show, I was like, oh, wow, that's wild, that, like, you know, he, I hadn't seen him since he was a kid on TV. In the, I don't think I watched Smart Guy, but I was definitely aware of it existing, you know? And I feel like he probably was in and out of Sister, Sister. I That's how I know him. I'm pretty sure he was in Sister, Sister, you know? like, a couple of times. Like, just yeah. the way, like, Elizabeth Olsen was, like, in Full House randomly. I feel like he was also on or not in Full Mr. House, Cooper, maybe. But it, in, um, the, I almost called it the Michelle movies. The Michelle movies. You know, the Michelle movies. You're thinking of like the Olsen twins. The Olsen movies. twins like movies. To grandmother's house we go yeah. and such. Yeah. And okay, so my other question was how did you feel seeing them perform Can You Picture That? A two, three, four. I actually liked it because I think they did they do a montage again? Yeah. yeah, they did the montage again. The second that they open that that the second that they get to okay. So let me cut back to Nora finds out that they're gonna get the mayhem to record this album. But on top of that, the label owns a house, like in the hills. That she can put them up at, and then they can live in this house and record the album there and all that good stuff, right? So when they, she she hands them the keys and says, here's the house, go to the house, whatever. And they go, oh, we know the shack, right, whatever. So then they go there to record, and they're standing out front of the house, and for some reason, I'm like, they're going to, can you picture that, this house? This is the shack? They really sucked the heart and soul out of the joint, didn't they? Like Nora did say, we should make ourselves at home. Well, you know what that means. Time to add some rave to this cave. Ooh, some rad to the pad. Some blade to the snow. <laughs> Righteous rhyming lips, and I know just the jam. I saw, yeah. and, then, and then all of a sudden they're like, we got to make it more funky or whatever. And then fucking Dr. Teeth, they used the exact hey, same clip from 
the Muppet movie where he pours the paint over the lens. That's what I thought, too. I almost started, like, crying laughing. I was, like, obsessed with that scene. I thought it was so goddamn funny. I like the callbacks. That they used the exact same footage. It was so good. I didn't realize they used the exact same footage. Yes. Because I think I watched it on my phone. I'm looking through the notes now, and if it wasn't for that, I I wouldn't have known. So some of the shots from the Can You Picture That sequence, such as Dr. Teeth pouring paint onto the camera... And paint swirling around are lifted directly from the Muppets movie. Did he? And you know what's funny about the Muppets? Oh, no, he does have a hump in the Muppets movie. Yeah. Does he have a hump now? Yeah, I think he still kind of has a hump. I swear to God he was a turtle, and then he's not a turtle anymore. He, I think they all kind of have their own little, like, anthropomorphized versions, but they're not fully. Because, like, I remember we've talked about Janice, how Janice is a camel. Oh, yeah. You know, like, we've talked about what we suspect She's everybody Joe is. Joe Camel's sister. I really loved hey, how Hey, Joe, they... who's your hot sister? <laughs> <laughs> I also really loved all of the new, like, it's far, new to me, at least, personality new for me. Lips. I know. Lips is so funny. He reminds me of Boomhauer from King of the Hill. How he's oh. like, yeah, we'll go, and then we'll get to December. Wait. Boomhauer. Is Boomhauer. his wife the one... Boomhauer's not married. Okay. Who's the one with the... the... That's Dale. Dale's wife sleeps with John yeah, Redcorn. Yeah, yeah, And they have a son who uh-huh. looks like John Redcorn. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So all around, I think this show is, like, really great. I I'm, like it so far. I really, really enjoy it so far. I'm oh, hopeful for the rest of the season. I'm, I'd like to hear some information soon about whether or not we're going to get a second season. Is there room for another season? You know, I don't know. I kind of just, I feel like this is really good. And I want to be told that Disney has faith in the Muppets again. And not that they're just going to do another project in five years or whatever. You know, like, since D- the Disney Plus era, we've gotten the Muppets Haunted Mansion, right? That Which was, was cute. It was a lot of fun. But now they're rebooting the Haunted Mansion again. But with they're what? They're making another, just another straight live action Haunted Mansion movie. But they've made it so many times. This and is, they probably do it because it promotes the ride. It's yeah. solely It is. It's Ouroboros as fuck. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then there was the Muppets Now, which I mean kind of had the curse and stank of like early lockdown COVID behind it, you know? So I don't blame that. But like. I, I really, I just want to be told that Disney has faith in Muppet projects and that they're going to, you know. Tell me COVID nostalgia going. isn't going to happen soon. I feel like there's already COVID nostalgia. It makes me want to pull my fucking teeth out. We have, like. Not to jump, but, like, we are talk- we were talking I about know. nostalgia. But, like. I know. COVID nostalgia, I feel it creeping in. Uh-huh. I, I know it's coming and it hasn't like, even been five years. Remember when we all sat at home and we were all making banana bread? Remember and- Tiger King? I- remember... Uh, Squid Game. Remember, you're gonna have member berries. You know, I wrapped in um, making a murderer with COVID the other day. You remember that one? The one with the guy. It was a Netflix documentary. It was like the first like huge. I probably did watch it with Lisa because Lisa, my partner, likes the um, serial killer stuff. Yeah, this is the one with that where like the guy maybe killed someone, and there was like a kid that lived in town with him that was involved with it. And then they were caught, like, burning shit in their front yard in a barrel. What was the moment the husband killed the wife and the kids? Oh, every, just every just, murder. Just all of I'm them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just all of them. Uh, I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. 
All right, Megan. The Brian Koberger trials is going to happen very soon. Oh, is that hasn't... Next month, I think it's... Jesus Christ. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened yet? I remember you telling me about it and being really, like, shocked it's to shit. And creepy. Kind of, yeah, it's he terrible. literally stabbed them to death. Like, the movie Stab. A.K.A. the movie Scream. Me? Oh, my God. Maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. Do you think, though, that movies about serial killers... Actually, today... Mm-hmm. I was, it's motorcycle riding season, and I also have a shopping addiction, so I was looking at, like, things, right? Uh And I saw a vest today that was, like, a leather motorcycle vest for Mm -hmm. men with Mike Myers, not the good one, not the um, Austin Powers one, Uh on the inside of the vest. And I was like, why? Yeah. Like, in the liner? Why? Exactly. I was like, why is this cool? So, like... This dude is like wearing a vest of, with like a fake serial killer on the inside of it. Like, and how Mike is that Meyer, cool? Michael Myers is like the William Shatner white face mask, right? Like, oh, that God, just yeah. sucks. It's not even that cool. I know, but it's do not you, Jason, right? Like, yeah, it's not. It wasn't Jason. It you was know, Mike, like it was, that one. It was cool. definitely Mike Myers. Well, why is Jason cool? Because it's a hockey mask. I don't know. I feel like. J- I feel like well, that Jason's one's just cooler looking because it's a hockey mask. Yeah, and Freddy Krueger is all burned up. Yeah, and the fedora, butter knives, butterfingers, butter knives. I Freddy versus Jason, very good movie. And let's talk about the butter knives. What is with the butter knives? You trying to compensate for something? I had someone. This is not at all. It's tangential at tangential at best. Um, like a new Predator comic series started. And someone in the shop was like, oh, how is that? And I was like, ooh, sorry. Uh, hate to break it to you, but I've only ever seen Aliens versus Predators, <laughs> number one. And they were like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw the worst entry into both franchises. Yeah. That's it. I've never seen any of the others. But do you feel like movies about serial killers promote serial killing? I don't know necessarily that it promotes it, but it does definitely usually. Definitely. Usually normalize and like you know all these mass shootings definitely I think normalize it. It's like that weird phenomenon when somebody like commits suicide and then there's like a whole group of people who commit suicide based on that person yeah. who commits suicide. I I'm I'm really surprised that we're not hearing more about like um, more vilifying video games right now in the world that we're living in where there are so many mass shootings so in frequently the era and everything. Of, but think about this. When when did we hear this? In the uh-huh. era of Marilyn Manson yeah. and in the era of Eminem, when Eminem was first yeah. coming up. Yeah, I'm really surprised that there's not a lot It was a lot about video about games. media right now. Well, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even think of that until, like, we're literally talking about this right now. But there is no, like, oh, the violent lyrics of this band that this person listens to. Maybe that was part of it. But what's also interesting to correlate and jump around is that kids today, on on average, I'm not saying all kids, I'm sure there's different clusters, I'm sure socioeconomic, uh-huh. um, you know, circumstances has to do with this as well. Yeah. But kids today are having not having sex early. Mm-hmm. They're not doing drugs. They're not drinking. They're yeah. not, but they're also like not driving, not getting jobs, things mm-hmm. like that. Like they're staying kids longer, yeah. which I think you know is good and bad. I mean, yeah. we, we also live longer, mm-hmm. um, and you know you shouldn't have sex until you're ready. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a prude. I'm not. Trust I, me, I'm not yeah. a prude. But no, you're not like. But like, I don't think that like somebody should be pressured into having sex if they're not ready to have sex. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. 
Like the way that like movies used to make sex, like it was like the oh, what are you a virgin? Yeah. What are you a virgin? Uh huh. Who can't virgin drive? Who can't drive? You're a virgin who can't drive. Remember, like, honestly, I feel like we've had this exact conversation on mic before. But, like, watching Clueless as a kid and being like, she's a virgin who can't drive. And I don't know necessarily that I knew what that was when I first saw that movie. But I'm like, that's the worst thing you could possibly be. Oh, it's terrible. Don't be a virgin who can't drive. All of those movies where you'd hear, like, oh, they're, oh, fucking, we talked about this when we watched goddamn Hocus Pocus, Uh, Megan. What's your man, a cake boy? Talk about something I didn't know what that meant. I was like, "What is that?" I asked my mom what that was when What's I saw a cake Clueless. Boy? She laughed when I told a gay a gay guy. <laughs> she laughed and she was like, "I think he means that he's gay." <laughs> and of course, my mom knows all the gays because she's a hairstylist. <laughs> but like, you know, watching media in the nineties, it really was the worst thing you could do. Oh, a virgin lit the black flame candle. Ooh, you yeah. know, like, Jesus. I loved in Hocus Pocus. That was this year, right? Yeah. The new Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I loved how they made fun of that. Uh-huh. I, I literally loved it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And they were like, why couldn't you light the candle? And he just goes, oh. <laughs> and they're like, ugh. It won't work. <laughs> so one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this show also was Bill Beretta is credited as one of the writers and he is the puppeteer for Dr. Teeth, for oh, he is? Phenomena. Yeah, he's worked with the Muppets for a long time. You know, he um, the only- was also in, oh my God, I'm just realizing now, what? he was in Kimmy Schmidt. Did you ever see the episode of Kimmy Schmidt where Titus is going to get a job working on like a Sesame Street type show? And then the puppet like wants to get like... I didn't watch enough Kimmy Schmidt. You need to go back to Kimmy Schmidt because... Is Tr- it really that good? Yes. We saw Kimmy Schmidt live, Titus though, didn't gets- we? No, Aunt I Ronna- oh, well, I, I did. Who did I go see Ronna and Beverly with? I only saw Ronna and Beverly with you and Mark Consuelos. Kelly Ripa's husband was there. I saw Ronna and Beverly once, and, the, and they interviewed... Ellie Kemper? Yeah. No. I wasn't there for that one. But, so, in this episode of Kimmy Schmidt, Titus gets, like, sexually harassed and assaulted by a puppet. And I believe Bill Beretta plays him. I like that last name, Beretta. Beretta. It's like a Beretta. Megan, I've watched this whole season, and you're really in for some real fucking mayhem. Which I, I almost can't wait for the, the next episode. So, where are we in this episode? Because we went a really really far away i think away we're all that. over the place there's not enough of a guideline on the wikia wrap me up on this episode. i think that's what we're gonna do is okay. we're gonna just wrap it up so i know that this episode ends where uh penny sort of agrees to let the mayhem stay in the house right yes. penny hmm? you got a sec to talk it's about the band <laughs> you'll never guess what dr big shot did <laughs> yeah uh he remembered I like compression socks. Just the right amount of squeeze. So maybe they could stay at the shack? Get out of here. Thank you. And I, I got this on lock. <laughs> he remembered. Yeah, Penny lets them... Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like we get go we ahead. got from her. A go ahead. A go ahead, yeah. There's little to any faith behind Fine. the go ahead. Yeah. Whatever. But go ahead. So next week, we're going to watch the second episode of Muppets Mayhem, track two, True Colors. I see your true... And by the way, 
Glee. That's all I'm going to say. Glee. <laughs> By the way, Glee. I'm pretty um, sure Glee did True Colors. Glee absolutely did True Colors. Yeah. Glee did every song, unfortunately. It wasn't that good, was it? Season 1.1? 1. 1.0, whatever? Was all it that they did, good? All they did in that season was... um. What's the song that they did? Don't Stop Believing. Oh, yeah, Don't Stop Believing. Over times. and over and over Yeah, they over paid again. big money for that fucking song. Okay. And they're it like, was we have to keep doing it. Because remember the tall woman lesbian? What's her name? Sue Sylvester. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, yeah. I even read uh-huh. her biography, and I, I don't remember her you name. You read her biography, and you can't remember anything? I read it at the time of Glee, so <laughs> that was a long time ago. She was big enough then to have a biography. Well, she wrote it. It was a memoir, not okay. a biography. Oh, yeah. I love it. You're like, okay. Published, whatever, you know. Memoir. When she tells that lady that she has doe eyes or whatever the fuck she says mm-hmm. to her, like a deer oh, in the headlights or like, something. Oh, my God. What does so... she say? She she looks like a sugar glider. Yeah. She's so funny. <laughs> it's like she that actually one I'm going to go ahead and say that it was that good because it wasn't too mean yet. Uh-huh. No, it gets meaner. It gets too mean. Yeah. And it's funny because people credit that show with, with like, right after that series ended, people credited that with, like, schools being nicer and more accepting. And it's like, what show were you watching? They literally called people, like, horrible shit and then threw, like, slushies at them. Yeah. There was no, like, real accepting. The Glee Club was not even accepting of their other members, you know? like It's so true. Anyway, ugh. Fully digress. Next week, we're going to watch the second episode of Muppets Mayhem. Track, track two. two. True Colors. Um, you can follow along with us by watching these episodes on Disney+. Plus. You can message us. Message us. You can write us a review. We'll yeah, read them on air. More than two stars, please. I got to tell you, Megan, I hunted down other reviews that that person left, and I think it's kind of glowing. Okay. We look good. We yeah. came up the best. What are they? One star? I like this podcast. They love our podcast. Oh, I love this right. podcast, but two stars. So you can follow online uh, on social media at ITTWTM. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Nora Singh. Nora Singh. <laughs>